minutes, and it's nobody but out of District 8, Matthew Burke. He's running uh, for uh, county commissioner out there, and and that takes in Eagleville, Rockville, mainly. You all are familiar with the area, and he's going to take a stab at it, and we're looking forward to a great conversation with him. Um, trust everybody's had a good weekend, and um, we uh, are going to discuss where Matt's been. Matt's a serviceman for the most part. We've spent eight years in the service of his country. He and his wife both. And I hope she's listening tonight. I trust she is. I'll tell you what. Let's uh, let's get Jackson. If we can go ahead, Jackson's on the board and doing a good job as usual. We're going to go ahead and get started. But for right now, my name is Evan Lee Rammer, and yes, I'm still a private investigator. Welcome aboard. This is the Edwin Lee Raymer Show with your host, Ed Raymer, on your good neighbor station, News Radio, WGNS Murfreesboro. That's a little stiff upper lip for you from ACDC. And yes, this is the Heavenly Raymer Show. I'm your host, Ed Raymer. This show is produced at the studios of WGNS AM 1450, 100.5, 101.9 FM, right here in the heart of the great volunteer state, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. You can reach us tonight with your questions, comments, or ideas at 615-893-1450. That's 615-893-1450. You can also send us a text at that number, and our producer, Jackson, will be glad to read it over there. For those of you who do not wish to be heard live on the air, and we understand some people are a little shy about that. Now, you can also follow us via the Internet at WGNSRadio.com, and we'll be on Facebook at The Emily Raymer Show on WGNS. And, okay, Matt, what else are we on? We're also on TikTok Live. We're also on TikTok Live. You can find me at Met, uh, MV did, Burke. Did you TikTok. get? Did you and Jack get? A, y'all got it hooked up now. These I think two so. geniuses. I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jackson. Poor, poor Jackson. He's you know he's jack of all trades, master of none. Man, you got to just learn to do everything up here. So, uh, okay, yeah, I think you're up and running. All you're right, looking good. Yeah. Okay. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. This is your first time in running for public office. It is. Yes. But you have had a taste of life in the service. I have. And uh, it's important to you and, as you've said, to your wife as well. Yes. And, you know, you all have two children. We do. And you're here in Murfreesboro. You've been here about eight years now. That's how long you've been out in the service. Yes. And you were in about eight years, I think you said. Yeah, I was in since I was 18. Um, I actually, uh, I went to the United States Military Academy at West Point uh, right out of high school. Really? I did, yeah. I, uh, I always I always wanted to be in the military growing up in a somewhat of a military family. My father was in the National Guard. Right. So I always had a taste of uh, a little bit of G.I. Joe, but a lot of... Um, right. A, a lot of intuition to to want to serve people. I've always wanted to make people's lives easier. Whatever I can do to help people out has always been important to me. And I felt like serving my country would be a good way to do that. But not just serving my country, but serving soldiers. Um, so I right. wanted to go to West Point. I wanted to become an officer. And I wanted to help the soldiers of America who have, in my opinion, one of the hardest jobs out there. If I can right. do something to yeah. help them and make their jobs and their lives easier. Uh, so that's because what I did. As, as and we were talking, he, we we've been up here together since about seven thirty. It's certainly not about the money. 
No. We were talking about a lot of, a lot of the four-star generals and uh, General Colin Powell, one of the most respected men there was, um, and today General Milley and all the others. And you see them at the State of the Union and all that, and you wonder, man, I wonder what they've had on their plate today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, to balance uh, yeah. Yeah. To it's, balance a growing threat in the world right now. Right. Especially um, now. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Uh, I wonder how much sleep they get, really. <laughs> Not I, a lot, I'm sure. Is that one thing that maybe didn't curtailed you from going a little further in the service? Possibly, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you get to a point where you start getting away from the soldiers. Uh, right. You get out of the tactical level and you start going more towards the, the strategic level. Um, and, and I felt like not only did I feel like uh, it, it just wasn't that fun anymore, but I also felt like maybe it just wasn't something that I was going to be good at. You get into the business Absolutely. of the military. That's right. And, 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 and whether we like it or not, every function has is, is a business. Yes. Finally, you get down to dollars and cents and nickels and dimes. And, of course, there's always bean counters. Yeah. And we as the taxpayers are the bean counters, you know. Absolutely. I pay your salary. Well, <laughs> not much. <laughs> right. <laughs> because with those guys, you've got to respect them because it's not about the income. And, and even for our soldiers. I mean, sure. it's tough for a lot of soldiers to make it. Their families suffer. You know, their, their spouses suffer. Their children go without seeing mom or dad. Right. And it's pretty tough. Yeah, that was that was one of the other reasons I really uh, I met my now current wife while we were stationed up at Fort Campbell, right. and we both kind of came to the decision that uh, we wanted to have a stable life together. We wanted to have children. We wanted to start a family, and uh, we didn't want to have to go many different directions. Me going to, to one side of the world, her going to another side. We wanted right. to have some yeah. stability. Yeah, because that would have been an issue too in itself. Absolutely. Yeah. So you chose, you threw the darts at the board, and you landed here in Rutherford <laughs> County. We did. So we were stationed at Fort Campbell. We loved right. Tennessee. We loved the Nashville area. Um, we loved the southern hospitality and kind of that uh, that southern lifestyle. Right. Um, yeah. I'm from New York originally. She's from California originally. And okay. we, we didn't really want to go back to, uh, to those. We wanted to start a new life for ourselves, and we figured, you know, why not right here in Tennessee? Um, I got a job working in Lewisburg, Tennessee, uh, at, at a company called CalSonic at the time. Yes, and, very familiar uh, with them. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and she was uh, still in the army for a little bit longer than I was, so we were living in Hendersonville. Okay, and um, and once she got the job with Calsonic as well, we decided to to move a little closer to Lewisburg, and we chose right. Murfreesboro. We knew that it was a growing area; it was well established, and um, we really liked the school system here, which is oh, something yeah. that is definitely is. on my list of things to improve upon. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and and, and you know they're doing that too. And I've got to tell you, and you'll probably get the – well, I know you're going to get the opportunity to meet him. Uh, and he's uh, – of course, you're running as a Democrat, but he is one of the finest people to ever meet, Austin Maxwell. He is the head of the Republican Party. Okay. He's the Republican Party chairman. I had him on because he had he, – he pulled a stint in Afghanistan. Mm. He worked with a translator over there. Okay. Now, Austin was in, I think, the National Guard, which you're familiar with. Your dad Absolutely. was in the National Guard. That's right. And, but this is just one of the finest people. They're two of the finest people you'll ever meet. And there's a gnat in here driving me nuts, <laughs> I folks. See I don't that. know what's doing. Yeah, I saw you looking at it. And Claire is on the Rutherford County School Board. And it was funny because I brought her in. She wanted to, to campaign, was never in favor of public money being given to private schools. She said, You'll never hear me say it. All four of their sons attended public schools. I agree. And uh, she, uh, so she came in here and she ran and she won. And so I had her on about a year later or whatever. That's when this COVID thing had started, you know. Mm -hmm. 
and that's all the bless their hearts that's all they dealt with you're gonna wear a mask you're gonna have oh, school yeah. we're in session we're out of session what you know ball games getting canceled yep it was something else you know and so she sat down and i said you know my guest is claire maxwell and i've, I've told this story a bunch i guess people are tired of hearing it and especially claire <laughs> but she, i said so you wanted to be on the school board <laughs> so Matthew, be careful what you wish for. You might just get it, okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, when you get Jackson in here, we're going to go to our first series of breaks. Uh, you wanted to do this, so man, that's, that answers my first question. Why did you want to do it? Just to, to, to give back. Yeah, be part of to service. serve my community. Um, right. You know, mm-hmm. the community serve you back. You know, I, I live right. in a great neighborhood, and I feel like uh, I feel like if you serve the community, the, the community will serve you back. And that, that's really what we are. We, we're sure. a community. We're a family. We're a civilization. We need to take care of each other. Sure. Okay. We're going to talk more with Matthew Burke. He's running for District 8 out there. That's the Eagleville, uh, Rockvale area. And uh, we're going to talk more about that when we come back. He's got some ideas he wants to go over. Right now, we'll take our first series of breaks. You're listening to the Edmund Lee Ramer Show. Back with you right after this. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, This is Michelle Hauser coming to you from Hauser & Associates. We are a law firm that is dedicated to family law and serving for those individuals that have family law needs. You can contact us through uh, our telephone is 615-801-8602, or you can also reach us through Facebook or our website, which is www.borough.com. FamilyLegal.com. Hello, everyone. It's Ed with Private Investigations in Middle Tennessee. You know, if you just need someone checked out on a background check, tag them a run, or if you need someone full-fledged follow, give us a call. You can reach me at 615-390-7219. That's 615-390-7219. Or check out our website at piofmt.com. That's PIofMT.com. Hey, this is Ed, everybody. want to tell you about a sponsor of ours. We've got Complete Yard Care. Their slogan is, we do it all. Low-maintenance landscape design, retaining walls, tree removal, stump grinding, lawns cut mulching, landscaping. Now, you can reach them at 615-785-0384. Or you can look them up on the web at CompleteYardCareTN.com. They have a five-star ranking on Google. That's Complete Yard Care. We do it all. I felt so alone, scared, angry, full of self-pity. I just wanted to die, so I took another drink. Then I heard about AA and went to my first meeting. The people there talked about those same feelings. I was no longer alone. They gave me help to stop drinking and hope to start living. Alcoholics Anonymous, it works. Look us up. Check your phone book, newspaper, or aa.org. Go to J. Mullins Jewelers and check out their collection of reactor watches. They're located at 352 West Murphy Boulevard, right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And also, custom-made jewelry if you want it, they can make it for you. Also, gifts for any and all occasions. Weddings, graduations, family reunions, uh, anniversaries, all of it. That's J. Mullins Jewelers, 352 West Northfield Boulevard, right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee.
Welcome back to the Edwin Lee Raymer Show on News Radio WGNS. All right, and we are back with Matthew Burke, who's running in District 8 out there in Rockville, Eagleville. Do you live in this area? You live in the Rockville area? You have to. to I, run. I do. Yeah, yeah you, you have to live in the district in mm-hmm. order to run. Um, let me ask you let's talk about trash. Yeah. <laughs> ain't getting any less of it. It ain't getting any. Yeah. We have cut it down now to four counties. We have. Uh, which I think should have been done a long time ago, Absolutely. really. What's your what, what give me your recommendation. What would you want what would you want to see done about that? So the fir- the first thing we did to cut it down to four counties is obviously a really big step. I mean, Davidson sure. County when we first started this contract back in the 90s with right. with Republic Services, Davidson County didn't have nearly the amount of people that they have now. Neither did Rutherford County, which is why we ended up with as many uh, counties taking the trash. There was a deal made where if uh, if Rutherford County would allow Republic Services to take trash from other counties, they would get some of the profits that they get from those other counties. Sure. That was kind of how that agreement came. Right. We, we weren't making enough trash for it to be worthwhile for Republic Services. That's why they right. opened it up to the other counties. But with all of this uh, exponential growth in population in Davidson right. County and Williamson County and in Sumner County and Rutherford County, all these counties near us, yeah, there's just way too much trash. So I think cutting it down to the four counties right now, obviously a big step in just reducing the amount that's going into that landfill. But the other thing that we really obviously need to start looking at is what can we do to recycle? What can we do to, to have, you know, my family recycles. We It was Stones River Recycling when we started. It's now owned by a company called uh, Recyclops. But it should be more uh, more advertised. People should know the amount that I've reduced my household waste just in my house. I used to fill that big can right. every week with just trash bags. Every single week sure. that big can okay. was just filled with trash right. bags. We're down to one bag a week now. One garbage, one kitchen-sized garbage bag goes into that really? can a week. The rest of it you're recycling. The rest of it's recycling. Plastic, aluminum. Plastic, aluminum, glass, cardboard, all of that stuff gets recycled. And you mm. wouldn't believe how much you can reduce your your solid waste by going right. into recycling. Yeah. Now, is that recycling all making it to uh, to a recycling center and being reused? Well, we kind of trust in that, and hopefully it is. But I think it's a big step in reducing the amount that goes into back into the ground. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Because that mountain out there, yeah, it just gets bigger and bigger. Sure. And for you the know. folks in District Eight, you know. They're not going to put a mountain in the middle of Murfreesboro. They're not going to put a mountain. So, so District right. 8 is the next place that they're going to look for a mountain. Sure. You know, it, it's it's very mm-hmm. rural out there. Right. There's a good area. Yeah, it's a good area, area for a landfill, but it's not a good area. <clears throat> we don't want you. The folks in District 8 don't want a landfill in their district. Right. So we need to figure out what to do to, to reduce the need for a landfill altogether. And now... Hasn't the county looked at the burning of, of the trash with on a smaller scale? Absolutely. Because it's such an expensive option. Sure. And tell us about that. What, what do you know about that? Uh, I, I don't know much. Growing up in New York and, and where I went to school down in New York, we did have an incinerator plant. Um, you obviously need to be close to a water source to have an incinerator plant like that. Um but but it is an option. There's uh, there's air pollution concerns, obviously. Sure. Right. And, and like you said, it is a very expensive option. But it is an option to keep the trash from going into the ground, and, and basically just uh, disintegrating away, if even possible. You know, some of that matter just doesn't disintegrate. Plastic does not disintegrate. It does not deteriorate. It is not degradable. Well, you know, we've done shows on this. I have, um, and I was 
unpleasantly found that Americans produce more trash than anybody. I think we produce like 40% more trash than any other country in the, sure. in the world. Right. I mean, we're just, that and that, I'm going to, somebody, <laughs> bring me some spray out of here. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding uh, you can't do nothing about a gnat. Get out of here, man. Yeah. Get your own show. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, if if you go over to but, to Europe and and those right. other countries, they're not using single serve plastic bottles. You know, they're not. I I gets on my nerves something mm-hmm. fierce. You know. Yeah. And uh, you know the styrofoam coffee cups. I had a guy tell me, see, I have looked and looked for paper. You know, he said sure. at least when we throw them out, it can be recycled. It can be. It will it will degrade degrade. Yep. When you put it in the ground, if you have to, it's Styro- a natural product. Styrofoam doesn't do that. No, styrofoam you know. does not. You and yeah. we can't even we can't even recycle styrofoam like in my home. Like if I get a big uh, yeah. if I get a toy for my daughter and it comes in, that styrofoam has to go into that trash bin. Right. And it's going to go into the ground and and that's it. You can't really burn it. You can't you can't do anything with it. Well, uh, isn't it a component for napalm? I mean, it we, is. We could do that with some gasoline. We might. Just, <laughs> we could, we, we could. could I'm certainly not going to encourage anybody to uh, experiment with that. Let's talk yes. about that out in the parking lot when we get out. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's fact. It yes. is though, because when napalm, I had a friend serve in Vietnam, and so when it got on you, it just it would just literally eat. Yeah. Through eat through your skin. Yep. Because it, it was that styrofoam mix. Of course, we've all at one time or another. I don't know. Well, I don't do this, but. Gasoline will melt na- uh, uh, it will. styrofoam just like that. It could, you know? yeah. yeah. But it's obviously uh, very toxic. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what they use in Vietnam. Right. Man, okay. <laughs> um, so we're going to have to have a landfill again. Yeah. And, you know, what would a landfill last? This has been going on out here at Walter Hill for, what, 30 years now? About that, yeah. Is there any way they could have one that would go maybe 50 years if we could, you know? It's entirely possible, (laughs) but, um, you know, again, I think we need to, just like we're doing with the electric vehicles, we need to, obviously it's not an overnight solution, but we need to start. It's a process. We start, yeah, we need to start making those strides to reusable substances, reusable materials, and, and start figuring out a way to just reduce the trash load overall. And if you can do that, then absolutely, we could have the same size landfill as Centerpoint but because we're not putting so much of it into so much trash into it, right. it could last a lot longer simply because it's just not growing into a mountain as big as that. Well, one and we were at one time taking trash. We, we talked about this earlier, folks, we're from 27 counties. Right. I mean, if you throw Nashville alone in there. Yeah. As big as they were, that you know, even over the last 25, 30 years. Sure. That's a lot of trash yeah. out there. And they need you to know. start figuring out what to do with their own trash. I mean, I well, they had years ago, and you wouldn't but. you wouldn't know this. I don't guess, or you may have, may have heard about it. They had the Bordeaux landfill. Mm-hmm. They had that for years out there, and then I think they finally, I think they may have closed it. Sure. I don't know. I don't know, but uh, that's where everyone took their trash. I took a couple loads out there in my time mm-hmm. here because my wife and I had some property that we used to own down in Davidson County, and occasionally we had a load of trash or two to take out of there. But um, you know, okay. County schools. County schools. Got some of the best in the nation. Absolutely. And our city schools, too. And our city schools, too. Yep. Right. Um, uh, We have a plan that uh, good friend Claire Max mentioned Claire. Yep. uh, She came up with to expand about three schools, I believe, and expand the current schools we have. Because if I remember right, 
the the main school that used to be here was Central Magnet School. Yep. It was Central High. It was the yeah. old Central High. And in 73 or 4, I believe, is when Riverdale and Oakland opened up. Okay. Well, at that time, well, hey, we've got a whip now. We'll never have any problem. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, <I'll> look around. <laughs> it's and But Claire had the best idea of expanding the current schools, and she said, could we do this with three of them? And the, a bunch of people took a look at it and came back and said, what if we did it for five? And they added two more. This at least is being proactive instead of reactive, and sure. they can bring on an additional five to six hundred more students. Now that's not going to solve the whole problem because our population is going to be more than six hundred thousand people by twenty thirty five. Right. But at least, at least it is being somewhat proactive to to give us a, a push to, in the right direction. Sure. And your t- your children attend public school. Of they do. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. What do you think? How do you feel about school? What got any ideas right there? So, so to start off, I, I love our county school system. And that was one of the main reasons that my wife and I chose Murfreesboro. My wife and I too. Um, and yeah, and years specifically, ago. specifically the neighborhood that we're in, right. uh, we're dual zoned for both city schools and county schools. So oh, okay. we, we do have our choice. Uh, we started with Rockville Elementary for my uh, for my oldest daughter. She's been attending that school since she was three. Okay. Uh, she's special needs, so she started with the uh, the early intervention there, and. Um, and it's phenomenal. They've done a great job out there in Rockville. Right. Okay. We had an exchange student last year who was a senior at Rockville High School. She thoroughly enjoyed her time. She's from Italy, and she said, this is a great American school experience. Uh, everyone was really friendly with her. She right. felt like she really got to immerse herself in the culture, and uh, she was she was on the track and field and on the, on the cross-country right. team, which I think is great. Yeah, great. I think it's great for these schools to have these extracurricular activities so that kids not only get an education, but they also get um, – some social uh, exposure and then sure, a, a sure. chance to be part of a team, you know, lead a team, that sort of thing. I think that's really important. Well, as you know, from being in the service, to be part of a team, absolutely, because that's what you are. Yes, you're not you're you're not a solo act. No, not no. at all. We're, we're not an army of one. To, no, despise no, no, that. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. Despise the, or right. despite that uh, that slogan. <clears throat> um, but to your point about growth. Um, that that's great that we're going to expand the schools that does turn your school into a construction site which (laughs) i think degrades the the education experience uh significantly Mm -hmm. um but it's just temporary sure And, and that's great but as soon as you make more room you then welcome more people oh we we've oh, got we've got more yeah, room let's put in another subdivision let's put in another apartment complex let's you yeah know, let's expand mm-hmm. out this way right. so at some point i think we need to start putting the horse before the cart we right. need to start expanding the schools before we put in these subdivisions and before we we put in these apartment complexes before we start approving these new builds right. we need to make the room rather than crowd the schools rezone everything my but my my neighborhood's been rezoned twice now um we really? went from rockville rezoned to now twice. to yeah. now barfield and there was another rezoning and we may have escaped on this the second rezoning but this rezoning right. of hey the mm-hmm. school is now crowded and too sure. crowded so let's start expanding before we bring in the new builds rather than bring in these new builds and then all of a sudden we're too crowded and oh well we better expand now to mm-hmm. fit didn't uh, see that coming. No, exactly. Yeah, right. Right. Let's let's stop bringing in these temporary trailers and these temporary classrooms. Yeah, that has been here, uh, Matthew. I'm gonna tell you that's been a problem here for years. 
before you all, you and your wife ever got here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, our daughter, who is now 28, Lauren was in one in fourth or fifth grade, hmm. I believe. And, you know, uh, you got to go outside, and if it's raining or if you got inclement weather or sure. whatever, and they are what they are, just double-wide mobile homes, basically. Right. And uh, and I could not believe that, and, and again, I talked to Claire about this, Claire Maxwell, uh, that they had portables already out at Rockvale. Yeah. I said, you got to be kidding. That high old. school is a monster, man. Right, and it's two years old. I, You know, I just couldn't believe it. And and to your point, your daughter, when what, when did she go to fourth grade? When was she in fourth grade? Oh, Lord, that's 20. She, well, she's 28, so. And I'm sure they told you back then, oh, it's just temporary. These yeah, I know. These are just temporary. Yeah, and right. here we are 20 years later. Still there. Still there. Right. And, uh, you know, I, they, they've tried to alleviate some of them at some of the schools. But it's hard to do mm-hmm. once you get comfortable with the thing. Okay, well we've got we're out we're right. out of the woods there. Yeah. Well, not really. You do it for a year or two or because three, you, and then those things require more maintenance than a permanent building. Right. You know, they have to have air conditioning. They have to have heat. They have to have all the yeah and the repairs. And kids are rough. Sure. Kids. I mean, the, and let's be honest, they're yeah. not getting the same experience. <laughs> not really. As yeah. you would get in a in a traditional education setting, but sure. but have, have my tax dollars been decreased for my lower level product? Of course not. <laughs> my tax dollars go right. up, but yet right. my kids' education could be decreased. And again, I I think the world of Rutherford County Schools, Murfreesboro City Schools, they are doing the best. My kids are at Salem Elementary right now. Right, wonderful school, great staff. We've had a great experience, especially with their special needs program, which we were somewhat hesitant about because it's a new school and a new established staff we thought mm, and we'd heard great things about barfield elementary's special needs program our children went to barfield right and we thought well you know maybe but we we went with salem because it's right around the corner from us and we've been pleasantly pleasantly surprised with how great they are that's Um, good but at the same time i want everybody in the county sure to have access to that same great education sure and if you're going to school in a in a temporary building with a construction site 100 yards away that's mm-hmm. not the same thing right not conducive to sure. a good learning environment right right um now uh what else where some if you talk the people in the community undoubtedly you're doing some campaigning out a little there. bit yeah absolutely what how do they feel well i, I mean, mean pettis reed is a good man i know yes. pettis and he's a fine man sure and he's been out there i guess basically all his life yeah and He's just a fine man. Uh, you just wanted, you felt like a change. Sure. Yeah. yeah. We we see these issues that we're that we're having in the community. We're paying our tax dollars. We're sure. seeing we're seeing the dump, and it's it's getting more and more full. You know, we we my neighbors and I we have soccer players. We go to Seagull to do the the Seagull, you know soccer at the Seagull soccer, and we see right. that landfill every day. And we hear about <laughs> yeah. some of the issues that we're having with the landfill, and then we see all of this growth, and we see. Uh, you know, there, there's plenty of fire stations, but are they are they all the way out? You know, are right. there some homes out yeah. there in District 8 that are 10, 15 minutes away from the nearest fire department? Right. You know, yeah. Pettis did a great job getting that emergency services building that's that's going to be right there next to the Rockville building. Right. And I think that's a great step in the right direction. But, um, you know, I know no, no one had really ran against Pettis in uh, in 2018. Right. And uh, I don't think anybody ran against him in, in 2014. So I just wanted to give people right. 
another give a, choice. Give him a choice. Know, I know some Run. people are not happy with his performance. Or they're just not happy with the, the overall performance. The growth in Murfreesboro and in, in Rutherford County is almost out of control. I Yeah, it, unfortunately it is. Right. They can't we, – we, we can't as, – as one person will do is build a wall. We can't – you're not going to be able to do that. Right. And they want to be here for – you said it yourself. We're all here. We love the way of life. We love the school sure. system. Yeah. You know. And, <clears throat> yes, does everything have its problems? Sure. You're going to have that's, – that's part of it. That's part of this growth thing. I don't know that you'll ever really get a handle on it. Yeah. You know. But uh, it can be a pleasant problem to have. Right. But yet it has to be dealt with on a daily basis. Yes. You know. Yeah. And – We have it, to be making smart decisions <clears> – <throat> in terms of, of what contracts we award and what subdivisions we allow to be built mm-hmm. and, and the large picture of it. We have to, we have to handle and manage this growth responsibly. If, if the infrastructure doesn't catch up, then all of the problems that you have in a society are going to occur. Right. We have a huge homeless problem. There was a fire out behind the Ashley Home Store uh, two days ago, I think it was Wednesday, a, a fire in the homeless camp behind the Ashley. And mm. the reason we have homeless is because we have so much growth that right. the homeless literally are being out, you know, they're being priced out of. Well, the median housing. home price is just sure. through the roof. I, we never thought we'd ever see that. Right. And so you can sell your house and make a good profit on it. Well, so what? Where are you going to go? You're going to have to have another one. Right. Now you got to add another 100000 to that and go yeah. take that money. And you're right back, you're, you're right back behind the, right behind the eight ball. Again, and there's you know? no, you know, we used to have low income housing projects. I know it. Right, right there off of Bridge. Right there off Bridge, and where they, there's they a training facility. They mowed them down. Now, now there's a training facility for for our law enforcement. I wonder where those people wound up. Behind the Ashley Home Store. You know. You know. <laughs> and you have people like that with with small children, mm-hmm. and they're they're going to schools too. Are they though? Are they are they able well, to, go to school? Are we able to get them uh, to good a point. Fair, fair are we enough, taking yeah. care of every member of the society, or are we only taking care of the members of the society that are able to take a shower every day? Right. I you see know? what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Strange times. <laughs> Hard, you know. Like I said, young man, be careful what you wish for. You might just get it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so your constituents, are they pretty open with you? Because now you're a Yankee boy. You're from New York, you know. <laughs> You don't talk like it, but... Uh, uh, I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what somebody said about me, too. said, you don't talk like the rest of us around here. Sure. Oh, I can if you won't have me do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but, I, you know, I'm sure the, the folks out there in District 8, they have their concerns about the growth. A lot of them have, uh, you know, the, it, it's a large farming district. There's a lot of farms out there. Right. A lot of uh, large acreage properties. You know, the folks out there are used to, to, to a more rural style of life. Sure, yeah. If you want to maintain that rural style of life, you better not let this current board of commissioners keep approving subdivisions because they're just creeping on down Route 99 towards Eagleville. Right. Every mile you mm-hmm. go, there's a new subdivision. So if you want to maintain your, your, your remote way of life and your remote rural way of life, um, you, better, you better get the growth in hand. Right. Um, and yeah. if, if you don't want another mountain of trash in your backyard like they have in North Rutherford County, then right. you better get this problem. And solved. the smell that goes with it. Absolutely. And I came out of a building one night and I caught a whiff. I said, What is that? And we were a long way. Mm-hmm. I said, That's that landfill. Oh, yeah. 
I said, you got to be kidding. All Rotten the way over eggs. here? said, no, no, no. Yeah, it's, exactly. Mm-hmm. I said, all the way up here in town? I said, oh, yeah. I said, you, you, know, you, you get your breeze right. You get your, your conditions right. I said, how would you like to have your house out there trying to sell it? that? Yeah. And I agree. I said, no. You know, I understand now. You know, and uh, so, okay, you're going to get rid of the trash. You're going to take care of the growth problems. You're going to do all that. Absolutely. <laughs> now, how are you going to do that? <laughs> well, I think uh, one of the main things that you that you have to um, one of the things that I think we've lost in our current system of politics is is um, a little bit of parity, a little bit of um, nonpartisan politics. Right. I think one of the big things that a lot of politicians now do is. Are they doing it? Well, then we're not going to do it. Right. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you have to be willing to work with, if I'm elected and I'm the District 8 County Commissioner, I have to be willing to make those compromises with the other district commissioners. Because otherwise, nothing's going to get approved. You know, nothing's going to get approved. Well, that's the old saying that, you know, uh, politics is the art of compromise. Right. And that hasn't been that way for a while. And that's why, you know, nothing's really getting done. Once once a majority has, you know, a majority in in that in whatever legislative body, they just they just push, push, push. And well, again, and I admire you for doing this because, as the old saying goes, all politics is local. Yeah. And it is. Sure. And this is about as local as it gets because the, our county commissioners are out there on the front line. Right. You know. And it's tough this day and age with social media, with, with TikTok and right. Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. Right. It's it's the big national level politics that, that everyone's you know concerned about. Right. But it's the national level politics aren't aren't affecting you as much as your local politics right right yeah yeah sure maybe the economy absolutely on a national level the economy is is important you know your stocks your your bonds and everything sure like that you sure know, your retirement for yeah. most of the people right. my age your retirement is in right is in some sort of investment so the economy obviously we want the economy to be good and we can drive economy at a local level but those local ordinances those local decisions are going to affect you immediately we have a caller on the line i believe all right caller go ahead I just wanted to ask the uh, candidate. Um, there was a uh, proposal. I don't know if I'm sure it's. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be passed. But they had signed a contract with a company called Waste Away about the trash, and they say they can take about I think it's either 40 or 50 percent of the uh, the waste out, and they're going to try to. I know at one point Mayor Ketchum went out to Vegas. To, there was some deal he was going to try to take some of our trash and make jet fuel out of it, recycle it. And I know he's got there's some kind of hobby where the company's at up. It's called Waste Away. And they're, they're going to they're gonna reduce the trash in the land for about, about they say, anywhere from 40 to 50 percent. And I'm not sure when the contract starts. So I just tell you, if you have to about that, because like you guys say, it, it is a problem. They're, they're wanting to expand. And the, of course, the board said, told them no. And the mayor said, you know, they were ridiculous for trying to uh, expand the landfill out there and uh, everything. I know we got some other issues in the game too, but I just wanted to ask you what you thought about that. Have you heard about that? And just what you think about that proposal. And I'll hang up listen. Good luck in your campaign. Thank you. Jeff, thank you. That's Jeff Neal, a supporter of this broadcast, supporter of this station. And um, Waste Away is a company I was thinking of. And I, if I'm right, that's it, they were being used in Warren County, I think. Okay. I think. Yeah. I, I, I may be wrong on that. But, uh, of course, they're a much smaller county than we are. Right. You know. No, I think that's a, I think that's a great initiative. I'm not familiar with all the details of that, but right. obviously, if they are if they are looking for alternative methods to what we do with our trash, and, and ways that we can reuse our trash into some other right. uh, use, 
that's that's exactly the direction we need to be headed. Um, sure, we, to look at something. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I don't know on waste away. I don't know what their the end product was. I think yeah, he said something about jet fuel. Jet which, fuel, and that was the thing. But here's the thing. I think it's 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 in the hundreds of millions to put this thing in, and yeah, do we have that kind of money? Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, it's just not cost prohibitive in any way. Sure, but are we getting to the point where we may have to bite that bullet? Well, so now now we're talking about if we're talking about taking trash from our little mm-hmm. part, you know, part right. our corner of the country. Our, I say little, even though it's not right. it's not little anymore. Right. But if we're if we're looking moving it. To, to something that could be affected on a national level, then we have uh, we have Mr. Biden in the White House and his his green initiative. Right. I'm I'm sure there's a way that we could uh, supplement that. You know, I'm sure that there's a way that the national government could help support our initiative. You're talking about matching federal funds. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Why not? Has anyone even looked into that? Uh, I I certainly haven't. But it's something that I could look into, you know, through through the well, state. Well, I hope you do because uh, because let me tell you something. Later on, before the election, we're going to be having you back. Now, your election will be in August, That's correct? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to have you back, and hopefully, I think I'll see a different candidate by then <laughs> because I had a lot of you folks on their first timers. Yeah, and already I'm beginning to see. I can keep up through Facebook on a lot of them, and I'm seeing results coming in. I mean, they're starting to get known, and you're getting comfortable with it. Sure, you know. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, used to when I was in the insurance business, last time you'd knock a door on an insurance sale and you just prayed nobody's even home. <laughs> you know, you know? Yeah. And, and let's face it, politicians don't have a good rap to start with. No, unfortunately not. Um, but they again, were, yeah. especially in this day and age, uh, I yeah. feel like our, our current crop of politicians, they're, they're, not, they're not serving their community. Right. They're, they're just fighting a war against the other side of the aisle. That's right. not helping anybody. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm not here to fight a war. I'm, I'm here to serve the community. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go to our last series of breaks when Jax gets back in here. And uh, we're talking with Matthew Burke. He's going to be running. He is running in District 8 uh, out for uh, county, our county commission. And uh fine young man. Got to meet him. He and his wife are here. They have their two children, raising them here in Rutherford County. And he decided to take it upon himself to run for this this county seat. And uh, we're going to be back with him in just a second, right after this. Stay with us. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, This is Michelle Hauser coming to you from Hauser & Associates. We are a law firm that is dedicated to family law and serving for those individuals that have family law needs. You can contact us through uh, our telephone is 615-801-8602, or you can also reach us through Facebook or our website, which is www.boroughfamilylegal.com. Hello everyone, it's Ed with Private Investigations in Middle Tennessee. You know, if you just need someone checked out on a background check, tag them a run, or if you need someone full-fledged follow, give us a call. You can reach me at 615-390-7219. That's 615-390-7219. Or check out our website at piofmt.com. That's piofmt.com. 
Hey, this is Ed, everybody. Want to tell you about a sponsor of ours. We've got Complete Yard Care. Their slogan is, we do it all. Low-maintenance landscape design, retaining walls, tree removal, stump grinding, lawns cut mulching, landscaping. Now, you can reach them at 615-785-0384. Or you can look them up on the web at completeyardcaretn.com. They have a five-star ranking on Google. That's Complete Yard Care. We do it all. I felt so alone, scared, angry, full of self-pity. I just wanted to die, so I took another drink. Then I heard about AA and went to my first meeting. The people there talked about those same feelings. I was no longer alone. They gave me help to stop drinking and hope to start living. Alcoholics Anonymous, it works. Look us up. Check your phone book, newspaper, or aa.org. Go to J. Mullins Jewelers and check out their collection of reactor watches. They're located at 352 West Murfreesboro Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And also, custom-made jewelry if you want it, they can make it for you. Also, gifts for any and all occasions. Weddings, graduations, family reunions, uh, anniversaries, all of it. That's J. Mullins Jewelers, 352 West Northfield Boulevard, right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Welcome back to the Edwin Lee Raymer Show on News Radio WGNS. And we are back for our last little segment here. Matthew Burke's with us. He's running for County Commission in District 8. Tell us how you got here. Where are you from? Tell us about yourself. So, uh, Where'd you go to school and all that? Originally, I'm from New York, uh, a dairy farm town up in, in central New York in the Finger Lakes area. Right. Um, and as I mentioned, my dad was uh, in the National Guard, so I kind of had this uh, admiration for the military, knew that I always wanted to, to be in the military in some right. way, shape, or form. So uh, in high school, I was big on the Air Force Academy. I really wanted to be a fighter jet pilot. Oh, man. No, to. you're too big for that. Well, <laughs> yeah, all five foot seven of me. <laughs> no, no. But that, no you, well, you might have been smaller then. You might have, I don't know if you'd fit in that cockpit Yeah, maybe now. not. Maybe not. Those guys are tiny. Got a little, bit, know, of, yeah. little bit of daddy weight going on. But, yeah, um, but yeah I just... Uh, I realized somewhere along my junior year that uh, you know West Point was right there, kind of in my backyard. It's only about three right. hours from where I grew up, and right. uh, obviously a very prestigious school. And um, and I thought, well, I, I give it a shot. Why not apply? See what happened. I got accepted and uh, and attended there. I studied civil engineering while I was there. Right. I I, I briefly flirted with a law degree, but uh, it's too subjective for me. Uh, mm-hmm. The law. Right. Okay. Um, at least from a, an education standpoint, I I didn't like my instructor saying well that's the right answer but it's not enough of the right answer uh, right yeah so yeah. i figured i'd get into some something more technical so i studied civil engineering which uh, i think is a great background for a county commissioner to understand how a society supports itself from an infrastructure standpoint um, sure it is super important so right um and I was eventually stationed at, at Fort Campbell as an officer in the engineer corps. I got some background in uh, some horizontal construction, some, okay. some building some roads. And uh, and that's where I met my wife. Um, she was also an army officer. She was in the chemical corps, Good. which is uh, a very scary thing. They deal with all of those, uh, you know, very hazardous threats, mm-hmm. uh, your chemical, yeah. your biological yeah. and all right. that. Um, and her background in environmental management 
and, and agricultural engineering obviously, you know, helped out a lot with that. So, um, and that's what she works into this day. Yeah. So, so she's yeah. the safety manager at Schneider electric, which is uh, a facility up in, in Smyrna. They make switch gear up there for uh, some very high powered electrical, uh, sure, facilities. Sure. Yeah. Um, and she handles not only, uh, employee safety, like OSHA regulations, but also, you know, your environmental impact and, and your waste management and things of that nature. So she's very in tune with the best ways to protect the environment and to decrease the impact that the facility has on the local environment. And your background is more civil engineering. Mm-hmm. That's okay. correct. And I now work for Nissan in a quality engineer role, um, right. trying to improve the product for the customer. Right. Yep. Okay. So... And so one thing led to another, yeah. and you finally got here. Absolutely. And, and, and here. in fact, the funny thing is, is when I was in the military, I was probably a little bit more naive. Uh, I was in the military mid-2000s all the way to the early 2010s, and I I, I, I tried to not get into politics that much. I, I sure. didn't really uh, – I, I just tried to make an effort to just do my job, take care of my soldiers. Most military people don't really – That's correct. I mean, you, you serve – I mean – and uh, as we mentioned earlier, when you go to uh, to your basic training, uh, your your DI doesn't care nope. if, if you're a Republican, Independent, Democrat, Communist, whatever. That's right. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna be just like everybody else that's, that's in that platoon, and you're gonna pull your fair share. Absolutely. Period. Yeah. Period. And you, I think that's a good uh, an opportunity. As you and I talk, I didn't have to register for the draft. And I feel like there's a generation that we've missed something by by that, really. Uh, especially some of these these people, that, you know. Well, it's my way or the highway. Well, you know. Yeah. For a double grouchy drill instructor to tell you move that blocks that pile of blocks from one side of the aisle to the <laughs> other, why? You don't. That's the biggest mistake. You don't ever ask him why. Sure. <laughs> you just do it yeah because that's what you're ordered to do absolutely um and i think you know i I did spend some time uh as an enlisted guy before before completing the academy one of the things i learned um my favorite class at the academy was was leadership psychology and and the mentality of how you lead people and i think that it's important as a leader whether it's in the military or or in your community right it's important to clarify the intent of of the orders you're given in order to get sure the best yeah. the the best outcome so i think my my background as a military leader um both in combat situations and then in training situations my background as an engineer a civil engineer um my wife's background in environmental management um and taking care of employees it, it all comes down to to a common theme I'm about serving people in order to make their lives as safe and as as prosperable as possible. Right. Whatever I yep. can do to help the person next to me, the community around me, the county I live in, that's what I'm going to do. Well, and this is what I've said. And folks, if you're listening, and I know some of you know this, we've talked about this, you know, and and Matt, I've said this so many times, you know, the days of us just going out here on Daddy's Farm, and, you know, hey, man, go get Dad's tractor and put that blade on it. Let's just cut us a road down there, and we're going to put some houses out here. Those days are over. Correct. And they've been over for a long yeah. time. Folks, this is a man and his wife are people that I've told you about, people that are educated and have the, the knowledge to handle these areas. We have reached that point where you have to have these. And let me tell you something. You get this guy in whatever capacity of government you get him in, you're going to get a bargain. Okay? 
because he has the goods. He's got the goods that go with it from West Point right on down, you know, to to the infrastructure and everything that goes with it. This is your guy. And no offense against any of our commissioners, but we've reached a new age. Absolutely. And this county growing like it is, man, I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, I think regardless of how you come out, I, I, I appreciate you doing this and, and taking it upon you to run. And like I said, Pettis, I consider Pettis Reed a friend of mine. He's been a good, he's been a good guest. He's been on this show two or three times before. He's a great fellow. And, uh, Absolutely. You know, and he believes in the service of his community too. Uh, he was so proud of the Rockvale School that they finally got out there. Man, I, like we, you and I were talking when I went out there and looked at that thing. It was about a month or two before they opened. I said, great day. This thing is a monster. It is. It it's is bigger than some small uh, college campuses. And it's already full. <laughs> oh, okay. So I appreciate I appreciate Pettis getting it out there. Yeah, I know. But then, well, we had but then he let up. it get... He, he let it get overflowed. Well, Claire <laughs> wanted to do the expansion, which is, a, is, 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 is trying to alleviate. That's band-aiding the situation, Absolutely. I know. But there will have to be another school built, and I think we're looking somewhere around $110 million. Yeah. Because it, I believe Rockville was around $84 million, yeah. I believe. And as a, as a quality engineer, I mean, I know it's uh, – you think quality engineer has – I look for the root cause of the issue, and right. I fix the yeah. root cause. So, sure, we can expand the schools, but that's – that's not fixing the problem. That's no, it's just not. fixing the symptom. Right. Yeah. We need to look at why our schools are getting overcrowded. Why is our landfill getting full? Why right. is our electricity skyrocketing? You know, why why are all of these problems happening and what can we do right to completely fix them? What can we do to prevent them from happening again? I'll tell you what. Uh this has been an educational hour for me because it really I mean folks, I want to tell you something. Um I'm 64 years old. And I want to tell you, there's hope for America yet, because this young man and his wife have elected to come here and be with us, and now he wants to go and serve in your government to help. And goodness knows it's not for the money. No, sir. It's like we were talking <laughs> in the military service. Right. I see those old generals when they walk into to a meeting or they go before Congress, those bags under their eyes, and I thought, you know, man, <laughs> I bet they don't get four hours of sleep a night, you no. know. And uh, you're not going there may have been a, one of the wisest moves <laughs> you ever made. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm telling you, because it's not for the money. No. They don't do it for the money either. No. Nope. You know. They just do it for the American citizen. That's that it. they do. Mm-hmm. That they do. Anything else that we've left out that you want to bring up? We're getting close to the end of the hour. We've got about seven minutes left. No big deal. But, sure. You know. I, I think uh, one of the questions I get a lot, um, especially having a military background, is, is, you know, why would I consider myself? you know, a Democrat, you know, a lot of people have this notion that military service is synonymous with conservatism and yeah, Republicanism, right. which is yeah. obviously a misnomer. Right. Um, I've always said the largest socialist organization in the United States is the military. You know, right. we yeah. all get free health care in the That's military. It. That's it. And we I all, don't object. We all eat the same food. And I don't object to, I mean, it's, you know, yeah. I'm, I gladly pay, my wife and I gladly pay our sure. tax dollars for that. That's so, what we pay for. So we've talked a lot about public service mm-hmm. and, and, and public utilities and, and, what we do with our tax dollars. We haven't really talked too right. much about civil liberties um, and things of that nature. And, and I True. think uh, I think right now we're seeing a threat to, to a lot of civil liberties. You look in Florida, you look at some of these other school boards that are starting to pass right. some very yeah. scary laws. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope, you know, we haven't seen much of that here in Murfreesboro. Um, so it, obviously I hope that that doesn't come to our 
our part of the country. I hope that we continue to, yeah. to live with our differences and uh, and treat people equally. Um, I had mentioned to you earlier, it's in today's, if you get a chance to get a copy of today's Daily News Journal, the Sunday edition, May the 1st, 2022. On the front front page is News on 2A, Christian PACs aim at school board. Yeah. Now, folks, these are all Republicans. And I think here at a local PAC, on a story by Liam Adams for the Nashville Tennessean, local PAC Williamson families endorsed 19 candidates for upcoming county election cycle. Several made one-minute statements at the PAC's election kickoff here on March 8th at the factory in uh, Franklin. Um, uh, Adam Last, Birmingham University historian and conservative school movement expert, Quote, nothing since the 1920s has been this sort of mobilizing in terms of this classic sort of culture war division over what we teach in our local schools. And they're talking here about the, um, what is it, Matt? Uh, the, well, what have they called it? Uh, the uh, social... Um, social diversity, uh, the woke culture that they seem to, to be so threatened by. I agree. You know, and I've seen a lot of the school board candidate, um, uh, a lot of their campaigning. You know, you see it on Facebook or whatever. A lot of them, they love to say that they're they have Christian values. Oh, I'm a, I'm a conservative Christian values. A- and what kills me is that that's not exclusive to Christians. You know, you, your values as a Christian, I don't even know how they define what a Christian value is and why it's exclusive to Christians. You know, Muslims have the same value of of equality and respect and treating people fairly and providing for others as 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 christians do the same thing with jewish people the same sure. thing. so why why are christian values suddenly so much so exclusive and so much better than than the other values so part of my <coughs> i never figured that out either yeah and i never you know, like we've got it. a corner on the market or something right you know and that's just that's just not true Ab- absolutely you know, just because I don't consider myself to be a diehard Christian man doesn't mean that I don't want to take care of others and I don't want to provide for, for my community. So I, I, I don't really understand the Christian values that I see are not are not values that they should be proud of. Yeah, and, you know, it's uh, this, uh, I cannot think of the term for what I'm saying. They're, they're, they're going to take, uh, uh, it's the, the program they're talking about in schools. They don't want taught... Uh, um, sure. I, you know, CRT. I, they don't want CRT being taught. Right. What is that? Uh, uh, that's critical race theory. Critical. Uh, thank yep. you. Yeah. God. Absolutely. I'm getting old. I'm gonna. I got to take some of those vitamins after on TV. Critical race theory. Right. Which, uh, you know, and they're wanting certain books. Just you know. Just banned. Ban them. Banned. Yeah. Uh, I wonder when we're gonna have them just piled up in, outside the school board and just just burn just burn and them. It, it kills me how threatened they are. I know. They're so threatened. They think I know. that they're. They think that their way of life is going to be erased. The yes. Christianity is the major religion in the United States. It's not going anywhere. No. And no. and and teaching critical race theory, or having uh, having the LGBTQ community is right. not going to erase. They're not going away. It's not going away. No, it's not going. And away. And you're still free to be a Christian on Sunday and every other day of the week. But what you're not free is to force my daughters, right, or your daughter, right, or the other daughters to also have to be a Christian in public school. Right. That's just not part of the deal. No, it is not. and never has been. Right. And the sooner some folks start 
realizing that's better off we'll be. Sure. But it gets me with, with one particular party. All they want to do is go back. Yes. Oh, if we could just go back. To, go, you know, back. go back. Go back. To the good old days. The good old days. Right. Let me tell you something. My mother, our mother, I have two younger brothers, and mom and dad have since passed on. And you'll, you'll appreciate this. We redid their bedroom before they both got sick and everything so many years ago now. And so I took her to Dalton, Georgia, cap, carpet capital of the world. Mm-hmm. She wanted a special rug put in her room. And she bought a carpet. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it was that thick. And mm-hmm. back then it was around $15, $18 a yard. That hmm. was a bunch of money to pay then. Sure. Okay, and today there's no telling what it would go for. Right. We was driving back. I said, Mom, paid a bunch of money for that rug. You know, I said, you know, everybody else is going with hardwood or whatever. I said, what are you, what are you doing? We are you paying all that money? I said, let me tell you something. I said, as a little girl, I said, I woke up every morning. My feet hit that cold hardwood. <laughs> I said, make no mistake about it. I'm not going to live that way anymore if I don't <laughs> have to. And said, as far as the good old days, these are the good old days. Absolutely. And it is. Yes. Matthew Burke has been our guest tonight. We're going to have to get out of here and make room for Bill. All right. Thank you so much. I wish you the very best to your wife, to your family. Thank you. And I look forward to having you back in a couple of months. We'll see how it goes. I'll be here. Thank you so much. For the Evelyn Raymer Show, everybody, I'm Ed Raymer. Until next Sunday at 8 o'clock, I'll catch you down the road. Good night. This is Rich Schmidt with more spring savings from Haynes Trevay Hardware. Shop at Haynes Trevay Hardware for a two-pack of GE 15-watt or 16-watt FAR38 soft white HD LED light bulbs. The 15-watt two-pack is only $16.99 and the 16-watt two-pack is just $25.99. Both are equivalent to 90-watt incandescent bulbs and perfect for outdoor use. Head over to Haynes Trevay Hardware and stock up on these and other bargains of the month while supplies last. Haynes True Value Hardware, 1807 Memorial Boulevard. You know, everyone has a more. First, it's a pony. Then to be on the cheer squad. Your more grows up just like you do. But your more can still carry you away or make you cheer. At First Bank, banking local gets you more. More of our time, more access to local bankers, more flexibility, and more product choices. Because getting more empowered and confident helps you pursue your more that never grows old. First Bank. Bank local. Get more. Member FDIC. The Good Neighbor Network. FM 101.9 and AM 1400.